Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, I'm glad to be here today. Uh, I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Light Post podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's word on issues that impact our lives. My name is Pastor Corey Davis here. Uh, the topic that we'll be discussing today is walking in the grace of God. I hope you're blessed today. I hope your family's blessed. I hope this word is something that'll encourage you to go on and walk in God's grace and know that God's got plans to prosper you, uh, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. So the subject today is walking in the grace of God. Hallelujah. Walking in the grace of God. Is there anyone that needs more grace, more God's favor, more of his presence, more of his power uh, in your lives? Amen. As believers of Jesus Christ, we have access to grace. Now, you may ask yourself, well, what's grace? You hear people talking about grace, grace saved me, grace uh, saved my life, grace uh, is important to have as a Christian, but what is grace? So grace is the unmerited favor of God made known through Jesus Christ and expressed supremely in the redemption and for forgiveness of sinners through faith in Jesus Christ. So this Grace comes from Jesus. It didn't come from, from us, not because we had been so good or we've been keeping his commandments. It comes from God, and we're going to study a little more about that. Grace is also kindness, friendship, and steadfast love. You know, we serve a God that the Bible said that he gave his life so we might have an abundant life. He said, greater love have no one than to lay down his life for his brother. And so grace is love, and we experience Jesus Christ's love when he died for us. Now, where does grace come from? Grace comes from God. It comes from God. It doesn't come from man. Uh, you did not do anything to deserve grace. Uh, it's not because of your good deeds. I said that earlier, but it comes uh, from God. We're going to look at Ephesians 2, uh, verses 8 and 9. It says, by grace, you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so grace is not something you can work for. For Grace is not something that you can keep uh, the commandments of God uh, so closely or so holy. Grace comes from God is not of works. Uh, the Bible says that it's from God. So somebody clap your hands and thank God for grace. Hallelujah. We're going to look at Romans 1 and 7. Uh, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 3, 23 and 24 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption of that is in Jesus Christ. We're justified by grace, uh, by Jesus' redeeming power, his redeeming blood. The Bible said that he that knew no sin was made sin for all mankind so that the righteousness of God uh, can be revealed. So this means that God gave his son Jesus as a ransom. Jesus was a ransom for you uh, so that you can enter into the covenant of grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So when we accepted Jesus, we entered into a covenant of of grace. When he when we confess him as Lord and Savior of our lives, uh, we enter into, into this covenant through the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, who died for us so that we can experience this grace, this gift, uh, this unmerited favor, the love of God. And that's what this world needs. This, this world needs more love. This world needs more favor. 
Uh, when we look at everything that's going on today, we need a savior. We need to hold on to God's unchanging hand. And we need to go out as the saints of God and be witnesses, uh, be lights that shine in a dark world so that men will see our good works and glorify our Father. So we need more God's favor. We're going to look at Romans 5 and 17. For by one man's offense, death entered and reigned through one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in the life through one, Jesus Christ. So this abundance of grace, you know, we're talking about where does this grace come from? It says here, uh, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in the life through one, Jesus Christ. And so we see that we reign. The reason that we can do the things that God has called us to do is because Jesus Christ died for us and we reign through him. We've been given the victory over death, hell, and the grave through the blood of Jesus Christ. Giving us a way that you can increase and release the grace of God on your life. Somebody say that with me. Giving us a way that you can release the grace of God on your life. Just as God the Father showed grace in giving his son for us, we show grace through giving to others. So grace, uh, giving is a way that you can obtain more grace from God. Uh, grace uh, is given. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We're recipients of this grace because Jesus Christ came. He died for us. He gave his life so that we can live. And so the way that we obtain this grace is to go out and give ourselves to each other, to go out and show love to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Just as the Father sowed grace in giving his son, we sow grace in giving uh, to others through love and kindness, the Bible says, have I drawn thee. And so we can magnify the grace and get more of God's grace, his favor, his love through giving to others. We'll look at 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8. Uh, that's 2 Corinthians 9, chapter, verses uh, 6 through 8. It says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly. God don't like people that give grudgingly. Uh, he wants, wants us to give freely. So not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a what? A cheerful giver, a very familiar scripture. Verse 8 says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. I want to read that again. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. How does it do it? Through your giving, through your bountiful giving, God makes, according to verse 8, all grace abound towards you. Now, how many people want all God's grace to abound towards you? The favor of God, the favor on your job, the favor on your life, the favor for your kids, the favor on your bank account, the favor on your, your grocery uh, basket. You do it through giving. That's a way that you can receive this grace is through giving. And verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always have an all-sufficiency, that word means being content, and all things may have an abundance for every good work. Praise God. How many people want to be able to give in such a way uh, that you have 
all sufficiency that you have grace working in your life in such a way that you can give toward all good works. Praise God. And so that's what grace is able to do. It puts you in a position that when you open up to other people, when you bless others, when you give uh, to other Bibles, are given it shall be given unto you, good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It says men will give unto your bosom. So grace is a way that we can have all sufficiency, uh, being content, which means that you, you're good with stuff. You're good with what you have. You're good with what God is doing because he's blessing you. In all things that you may have an abundance for every good work, grace releases the abundance. Grace releases God's power. Grace opens up God's hand so he can pour out the blessings of Abraham on your life simply by giving. So remember that giving is a way that we can pull down grace from God. It's a way that we can uh, magnify the grace that God has uh, operating in our lives. So in simple terms, it means that if you give to others and take care of God's house, he'll take care of yours. If you give to God's house and take care of others, he'll take care of yours. You won't have to lack. You won't have to want anything. The Bible says we give, it'll be given unto us. Now we're going to look at Acts 4, uh, 33 through 34b. That's Acts 4, uh, verses 33 through 34b. It says, and with great power, the apostles witnessed to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Let me read that again because I want y'all to catch this. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord and great grace was upon them all. Number uh, Verse 34 says, nor was there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands or houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. There was great grace on the apostles. The early church uh, did not consider what they have. You can also look at this in Acts 2.42. In Acts 6, when the deacons were chosen to serve the widows, uh, the Bible says through their giving and through their support of the widows, the Bible says that the church grew. And in Acts 2.42, we found out that people were saved as a result of people bringing things to the apostles' feet, uh, meeting people that had needs. So in the early church, there really wasn't a whole lot of needs because people were excited. People gave uh, for the support of the gospel, for the ministry to go forward. And we live in a world today, you know, uh, if we would give more, if we would get ourselves off our minds, uh, that this world, we, won't, we wouldn't have a lot of people. We wouldn't have people on the streets. We wouldn't have people that were hungry. We wouldn't have people that are without clothes and shoes and food and transportation. All we had to do is do what the early church did. It was no lack. Uh, there was no one among them who lacked for all who were possessors of land. They gave their land. They sold their houses. They gave what, their had, what they had in support of the ministry. And that's what we have to do. We have to get ourselves off our minds and start thinking of our brothers and sisters in Christ and those who are on the streets, those who don't know Christ, and start giving ourselves to them, being a blessing wherever we can. So that's going to make the early church grow. A lot of people want to know that, you know, what grows churches, what will cause my church uh, to grow and to, to multiply through love. The Bible says, through love and kindness, have I drawn thee? And through giving and through support of other people, meeting their needs. Remember, Jesus was a person that met needs. If somebody was hungry, he fed them. If somebody was sick, he healed them. 
And so we've been created in his image and in his likeness, according to Genesis. And we've been called to go out and represent and reproduce uh, the image of Christ in the earth. He's called us to do a work to each one. The Bible says uh, the manifestation is given. Uh, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. Jesus Christ has given all of us something to share with the world. And when we share that, we're getting more grace from heaven. We're getting more power from heaven. Uh, we're getting more God's uh, 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 provisions to go forth and do the work of ministry. Because he said, if we give, it'll be given to us. We got seeds that we can plant that will come up a hundredfold blessings if we just start giving and sowing to those who are in need. Somebody say hallelujah. So we see the early church was operating in so much grace and so much favor that they were, they were able to sow to the work of ministry and meet the needs of those who were lacking. Uh, so the early church was powerful. The early church were prosperous. They were successful because they gave, they showed love uh, to the people of God. And that way that they were, they were blessed. They were, uh, their, their food was blessed. Their kids were blessed. Their whole, the church was blessed. Everything was blessed. And so if you want the blessings of God to be on your life, start giving of yourself, start giving of yourself to tell someone about Christ Start giving of yourself to go and witness to somebody. Somebody may need clothes. Somebody may need some shoes. Make yourself available to be a blessing uh, to other people so that this grace of God can flow. Uh, grace comes through giving. Re remember I said that Christ, you know, loved the world so much that he gave his, God so loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that uh, we should have an abundant life, that no one should perish, that all people may live. And that's through him. So the Apostle Paul, uh, this is a very familiar story. The Apostle Paul had a thorn in his flesh that he went before the Lord three times that it would depart from him, but God didn't remove it. And now we don't know exactly what Paul's thorn was or what he was dealing with, dealing with, but whatever it was, he had to humble himself and look to God for strength. Now, God doesn't move everything that we pray for. Uh, the Bible says, Jeremiah 29 and 11, that God has plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope in the future. Uh, but he doesn't remove everything that we pray for. He doesn't answer our prayers, you know, the way that we think he's going to answer them. Uh, how many of you have went to God for something and uh, you asked God to do it and he worked things out and he He uh, worked the thing out that you were asking for, but it wasn't the way you thought he was going to work it out. Uh, God's has a perfect plan for everybody's life. And the way he works it out, you know, is not like we're going to think, not the way we think he's going to work it out. Uh, the way he heals us is not the way we think he's going to heal us. Uh, the way that he blesses us financially is not the way he thinks that we think he's going to bless us financially. So Paul here, he's an apostle. Paul was uh, at one time, you know, he was a uh, killer of the saints, but he had an experience from God on the road to Damascus. And he went from killing the saints to preaching the gospel. And so here he goes before the Lord and he said, Lord, you know, I got this thorn in my flesh uh, three times, but God didn't remove it. Uh, and we're going to go on with it. We don't know exactly what it was. And I said that, but whatever it was, uh, you know, as I said earlier, Paul had to humble himself. God, Paul had to accept uh, what God uh, said he was going to do, you know, and not actually healing him, but giving him a grace to grow through whatever he was dealing with. So many times we're dealing with things, but sometimes God doesn't heal us. Uh, God doesn't 
uh, remove it. Uh, God doesn't take it away. He doesn't take that bad boss away. He doesn't take, uh, you know, that habit away instantly. Sometimes, you know, it's a process. But as long as we keep our eyes on the prize, God will give us that grace that we need to go through it and deal with it. Whether that's something on our job, something with our finances, it may be a bad relationship, whatever it is, uh, God gives us the grace. When we look to him, when we cast our cares on him, uh, when we uh, seek God for an answer, Matthew 7, 7, say, if we ask, it'll be given to us. If we seek, we'll find. If we knock, the doors will be open. So uh, a lot of times we just have to ask and God to give us what we need to go through it. A lot of times he doesn't remove it, uh, but he'll give us what we need to go through it. There's a grace that's been extended for the saints so that we can do the work of ministry. Remember Jesus in his final hours, uh, he went to the garden of Gethsemane and he went to pray and he was praying that the cup would pass. He said, father, you know, if it's possible, can this cup pass? Uh, but God didn't uh, allow that cup to pass. Jesus had to endure the cross. He had to go and be crucified. He had to be marched from judgment hall to judgment hall. He had to uh, lay all the shame of the world, all the sins of the world were laid on him uh, so that we could be redeemed, so that we can live the abundant life, so that we could be redeemed from the law of sin and death and endemic sin uh, from Adam and Eve. So the cup did get passed, but God had a grace that he gave his son. The Bible said the angels ministered to him. And, and Jesus, you know, he got up and he got his answer and he said that, you know, his finish is done. Uh, and he got reinforcements and he got an answer from, from God what he needed to do in order to go forward. So God didn't remove that cup, but he gave him what he needed in order to get through it. Hallelujah. So we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, and this is going to talk about uh, Paul. Uh, and the grace that God gave him in this situation. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient. This is after Paul went before the Lord. Uh, he says, My grace uh, is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Uh, Paul accepted that, you know, God wasn't going to remove it, but he said right here uh, in 2 Corinthians 12 uh, and 9 that, you know, he's going to boast in his infirmity. He said in one scripture that when I'm weak, I'm strong. Uh, God gives us what we need in every situation. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. He gives us what we need when we need it. He said he would withhold nothing that's good from us. Hallelujah, somebody. If it's good, God wants us to have it. He said he would never leave us. He would never forsake us. He would be with us even to the end of the world. We don't serve a God that's hands and arms are too short to deliver. He's able to do exceedingly, praise God, somebody and abundantly above all we're able to ask, think or imagine according to the power that work it within us. We've got a power as the saints. We've been redeemed. Uh, we've been given the Holy Spirit. The Bible said when the Holy Spirit comes, We'll have power, hallelujah, to be a witness. So we have this grace. We have everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's our banner. He fights for us. He causes the angels to assemble and corral on our behalf because we have a savior that we can call upon. We can call upon. Remember when Israel was in Egypt 
they call upon God. Uh, the Bible said that God heard their cries and he sent a deliverer. He sent Moses and Moses led them in the wilderness out of Egypt and into the promised land. Remember Gideon, when the Midianites suppressed and oppressed uh, Israel those years, remember that they cried out to God and God heard their cries and God delivered them. And he'll deliver you too. Amen. All we got to do is ask. All we got to do is seek God. All we got to do is pray to God. The Bible said the prayers of the righteous avail it much. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and give God a praise. So here Paul pulls, we're going to get back on Paul. Uh, he, God says, my grace is sufficient. In other words, uh, what I have for you, Paul, the love, the power, uh, the favor I have on your life, praise God. It's more advantageous than the healing that you're asking for. I've got a plan for you. It doesn't matter that you have this thorn. I'm going to give you what you need to get through it. Hallelujah. So Paul pulls from the free gift of grace given to him by God. God tells Paul that his grace is more profitable. And I said this and advantageous than the healing that he's asking for. And even in the midst of his sickness, that he will be Jehovah Jireh, his provider. How many people ever needed God to be Jehovah Jireh, your provider? That you were in a situation, you needed God to move. You didn't know how he was going to work it out. You didn't know how you were going to get the money. You didn't know how your kids were going to get what they needed for that field trip or for whatever they needed for school. You didn't know how you were going to keep your house. You got to foreclose your notice. Uh, you didn't know how God was going to heal your body and so on and so forth. But God was Jehovah Jireh. The Bible says he'll supply your every need according to his riches and his glory. God takes care of his people, my God. All we have to do is call out to him. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 33 and 3, call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and unsearchable things that you did not even know of. Whatever we're lacking, whatever we need, whatever that we're seeking God for, hallelujah, we can ask for it. We can seek God for it. The Bible says he will withhold nothing that's good from us. If it's good, saints of God, God wants us to have it. Amen. So, saints of God, please remember that God does not work things out the way that we think he's going to always work them out. And I said that earlier, too. Or your deliverance comes sometime in a different way, but his grace is, is sufficient and he'll cover you and meet every need that you have. I don't care what you're needing today. We serve a God that's able to meet every need. Uh, we serve a God that's waiting on us to, to send his word forth. Uh, the Bible said God's word doesn't return void. Now, we live in a time and season where uh, people don't want to pray. People don't want to claim to be a Christian. People don't want to profess uh, Jesus as Lord and Savior is not popular. To be a Christian is not popular. To pray is not popular. Uh, to go forth and, and live a holy life. Uh, the Bible said in the last days, you know, false prophets will arise. Uh, they'll come in, you know, sheep clothing, but inside they're ravenous wolves. So we have to realize that we live in the last days. The Bible says perilous, perilous times uh, we, will come. We live in perilous times. We live in dangerous times is what uh, that word means. But we must continue on. God is going to give the saints uh, what they need in order to do the work. I always say that we're on a journey. Life is a race. 
Uh, the Bible says the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but he that endure to the end. And in order to endure to the end, we have to have power. We have to have an anointing. We need God in our lives. And so this race that we want, we run and this journey that we're on, we need Christ to help us to complete that journey so that we can deliver the goods. Hallelujah. And that's what we want to do. We want to complete the journey. We want to walk in our gift. Uh, the Bible says each one to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given uh, for the common good. Everybody has a gift. Everyone has a call and everyone's been extended this grace uh, that I'm talking about uh, so that we can do the work that Christ has called us to do this favor, this grace, uh, this love, uh, this peace that Christ gives us is not like the world gives, but uh, it's the peace of the kingdom and these kingdom gifts that Christ has given us. He's promised us those things. Uh, hallelujah. So we're thankful. I hope this bless you. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to do some more uh, teaching on grace, so, but I hope this bless you today. Uh, i like to thank everyone for another episode. Uh, for joining us on another episode of the Light Post Podcast. This is a ministry of the God and Light Church. For other resources and uh, ministry uh, information, join us on GodLight.org, uh, the God and Light Church on Facebook, and the God and Light Church TV on YouTube. Uh, be blessed, and I hope this word was a blessing to you, and see you on another episode of the Light Post Podcast. Remember, you've got grace and you've got favor. God bless.